Hi there, welcome to my podcast, Kevin Elworth Unplugged, where we talk about life, leadership, and all the things in between. I am Kevin Elworth, and we're going to dive in today about one of my favorite topics. We're going to uh, get a little controversial in the dissection of scripture today. And uh, I hope that's cool with you. I hope that's okay. Um, at the same time, I don't really care if that's okay with you. I want to do it, and it is going to be healthy for you to be able to contemplate this. Um, one of the scriptures, we're going to be all over the map today, but one of the scriptures that has really just kind of captivated me and frustrated me for a lot of years is the verse, I think it's First Thessalonians 5.22, that says, test everything or prove everything, right? And so one other scripture that I've kind of investigated with a microscope is Philippians chapter 4. Paul said this in Philippians 4.11, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Now, I've talked about this passage several times before. Um, I have a theory on it, and I want to dissect it and bring it together with you today for your own kind of analysis. So what Paul is kind of dissecting here or divulging is I've learned I am, I'm going to be content. It's a self-declarative statement. This is what I'm going to do. Now, you need a little bit of context for understanding why he was saying this at this point and why it's important for him. Paul, writing this letter to the Philippian people, is currently incarcerated at this point. Now, it's probably like a home prison. He's probably not in like a dungeon type prison. But he's saying, listen, I've been at the top of my life and have just in, and had so much and at, at the bottom of my life. And I think we can all agree being incarcerated for something that, you know, he didn't really need to be incarcerated for at this point that was eventually going to lead to his death. Um, this this wasn't a thing, but he's literally saying, listen, I'm OK with that. I'm OK with the condition of my life right now. Um, I've been in all the different places. And then he kind of culminates this in verse 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And for those of you who know me, you know me well. You know that that's become kind of the, the thesis of my life. I am just determined to flesh that out with all that I can. And really what I want to talk to you about today is the idea of potential. And I think we get the idea of potential straight from that verse, Philippians 4.11, that I've learned to be content. Now, I've heard so many in the Christian community kind of break that idea down to, I've just got to be okay with the condition that my life is in right now. And I have to be, here we go, I have to be content with that. The problem with the idea that you're adopting when it comes to contentment is that it's wrong. It's not what God is asking you to do. There's so much other content throughout the, the Word of God that alludes or gives the idea, the openness of potential that leads you to something more. And here's my theory, okay? This is what I want to break this down to. Because there's so much in your life that has improved. If you are contrary to the idea of um, prosperity or progressive movement or something like that, then why on earth has anything in your life changed? Think about it like this. Why are you not still living at your parents' house? If you're an adult, you know, why, why are you not still in the condition or the position that you were 20 or 30 years ago? Because you've changed, right? You know, so many of us, we, we jump houses all the time. I've heard so many people in the last in the last four or five years, the housing market has just been exploding. And so there's movement, there's change. We ourselves have lived in three houses in the last three years. Um, 
four years it might be i don't know but because of movement and change and uh you you drive a different car than you drove a long time ago and you there's there's just there's transition and so what i'm trying to offer to you or explore with you is the idea is that this is not really contentment at all because there is progressive movement there is upward trajectory why it comes down to one simple facet which is psalm 37 4 and 5 really psalm 37 probably one of my favorite psalms of all of them but psalm 37 david wrote this and he said trust in the lord verse 3 trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land befriend faithfulness and then this line delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart wow that's pretty expansive delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desire of your heart and then he kind of goes on and he says this commit your way to the lord trust in him and he will act and so here here becomes this element of like openness where i want to kind of ask you today what is the desire of your heart and does it have to do with the idea of contentment no, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a Christian community where it was literally like branded and broadcast as wrong or sinful to have a desire. And now that I'm kind of getting older in my years, and I wish I would have learned this like when I was 20, but I wish I would have learned that it was okay to have a desire. And, and honestly, I did. My desire at that time was to be a missionary in Mexico, and I pursued that desire with everything I have had. And and now I'm at a spot where I'm like, you know, there's some new desires inside of me. And I realize that these are not sinful. It, in fact, it becomes my potential. My potential is a God-given gift that's inside of me. And it's either going, I'm either going to, here's the thing, is that we, can, we have to give ourselves permission for this. I'm either going to allow myself to be maximized with the God-given potential that's inside of me, or I'm going to allow myself to be restrained because of contentment right? Contentment is more of a question of in the position that I'm at, in the things that I'm experiencing, in the life that I'm living, am I maximizing my potential right here? Or do I need to press in and make a change based on what God has given to me? You see, if we don't ask the right question about contentment, the question or the answer to the question will actually lead you to less instead of the more that is that that is kind of yearning as the desire that's inside of you so here's what i want to do today i want to do some like practical coaching in my uh in my podcast and so when you do high performance coaching because that's what i do i take high performance leaders and i help refine them and give them insane trajectory when it comes to the focus of their lives so that they can become all that they want to become. When it, when it comes to these kind of things, you're talking about a person who has a lot of potential, but it's scattered all over the map. In, front, in fact, one of my clients, I've talked to him about the idea that, you know, you take an eight foot section of wall, eight foot by eight foot, stand 50 yards away and shoot that wall with a, 50, with a 12 gauge shotgun with like double a buck sh or, you know, shot, bird shot, which is like the smallest shot that you can get from 50 yards away. And that kind of, you, you've got a, a 
blow pattern over that wall that is all over the place. There's like these little tiny pinholes that would be all over. And, and there would honestly be some that wouldn't even hit the wall at all because of, because the spread from that thing is would be so wide at that point. In fact, I'm going to try this sometime and I'm going to I'm going to just see what it does. But it would be like taking that person and then saying, "Okay, now pick one of those one of those spots and that's going to become the trajectory of your life. That's going to become the thing." And what do they do? They pick all of them. They don't know like which one is the best one to choose. And and so the the idea then is to okay, put the shotgun down and let's grab a um 5.53 an AR15, right? And you're going to put one one bullet hole through that wall in a in a in a very strategic or precise location and you're going to say that's the direction that I need to take. That's the intensity with which I'm going to focus all of my energy on that one thing. That's going from a person to a high performance person is when you can insanely get to a spot of like laser focus, precision and accuracy and all those things. And that's when it comes down to your potential and contentment and the struggle between the two. Here's what I want you to do. So, so that's like the introductory to coaching, but coaching is about asking calculated questions that lead you to high performance outcomes asking calculated questions that get you to high performance outcomes. And so I'm going to ask you some calculated questions today. And I want you to just really be honest with yourself as you kind of um, press into these and, and just seek them out. So maybe grab a piece of paper, a notebook, a, a, a legal pad or something like that, your journal, and write some of these questions down and then start chasing after them yourself. My theory, my thesis for like, I, you know, I told you I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's kind of my thesis for the rest of my life. But I've also kind of pressed into this statement, and I've told you this before as well. So just kind of hear me out. But your future is based on the questions that you're willing to answer. So you need to start asking some questions. And I want to just kind of direct you into that today. So here's my first question. Are you maximized in your current potential? Are you currently, let's flip that around. Are you currently maximized in your potential? If there is anything inside of you that says, no, I have more, I've got more to offer. I've got more opportunity. There's more out there that, that I can do. And I'm specifically talking about your work life. Okay. The way that you are living your life. And because we're directly assessing the place that you're spending the most of your time, you realize you spend most of your time at your job. From a, from a waking standpoint, you're going to spend a lot of hours sleeping. You're going to spend some hours with your family and and doing those things, but you're going to spend a bulk of your time at work. Now, if you take take the typical average work week, you know, 40 hours, maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe you're a little bit more high performance. You're spending 50 or 60 hours in that place, in that position, and they're buying your time for the most part. Maybe they're paying you for an outcome. Maybe they've gotten to a different spot where this isn't about the hours that you spend, but it really is about the lifestyle that you have and, and the person that you're becoming and the leadership that you offer. And so they're paying for you to produce outcomes and those kind of things. But the, you're, you're going to spend a bulk of your time in that spot. And beyond that, you're going to spend a bulk of your thinking in that spot. Even outside of work, your thoughts are racing towards your career and your potential and the opportunities and the ideas and all those things. And so they have a better part of who you are as a person that they're, that they're paying to do that. And so the question becomes in that setting, are you maximized in your current 
in your potential. Wrestle with that question. It's it's really simple, a yes or no question. No, I'm not maximized here. Or yes, I feel totally, I feel like all of my potential is maxed. And then I want to ask you the next question. Are you receiving all that you can receive for your effort? In other words, if you were to extract your effort and place it somewhere else, can you receive more? Can you get more for it? This isn't about greed. This is about the economy, the world, your your opportunity. Can you get more somewhere else? Number three, question number three that I would really encourage you to wrestle with. Are you fully satisfied in your working environment? Are you fully satisfied with it? Because honestly, if you are not fully satisfied, life is way too short and there is too much good opportunity out there for you to spend a single another moment being in a place where you are not fully satisfied. This isn't about happiness. This isn't about uh, this, that, or the next thing. This is really about, I'm satisfied here. I feel fulfilled here. The people that I'm working with here, they are amazing. And this is, this is just such a rich environment. I'm, I'm maximized in my potential. They're using me. My ideas have value here. My voice has value here. All of these things, it is there. Now, the the next part of this I want you to press into is a few other questions. Do you have more to offer? When it comes to the the power, the potential, your knowledge, your insight, your um, your learning, the the person that you're becoming, do you have more to offer? Maybe it's in the field that you're in, or maybe it's in a subfield or something separate or different that you have to offer that you're not even pressing into. Do you have more to offer? Um, simple yes or no question. And then it, it's, it would be, well, let me ask the last question and then I'll kind of enhance this a little bit more. Um, is there a decision in you that needs to be fulfilled? I'm sorry, a decision, it's desire. Is there a desire in you that needs to be fulfilled somewhere else? Is there a desire in you that needs to be fulfilled somewhere else? So, if you would look at these, if you would assess these questions, most of them are just kind of yes or no questions, but they are designed to be able to open your mindset to begin to think about what is out there, about where you could go, about what you could do, about your potential, about your ability, about your thing. You see, here's, here's what happens. And, and I think we use contentment as the excuse, but for fear of the unknown, we decide to lock ourselves into a career decision or a work location that is less than our potential because we don't know what else is out there. And so we, um, we kind of lock ourselves down into contentment. This is all I deserve. This is all I could ever get. We start believing in the lies that this is all that anyone would ever pay for something like this. I'm typically, I'm pretty comfortable in my lifestyle. And so I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to get greedy and ask for any more. And so what do we do? We just lock ourselves into less than. One of my favorite sermon series that I ever preached was years and years old. It's probably back from 2013, maybe 2012. I called it leaving behind the lesser loser life. 
I still remember that to this day. This that was so long ago, 10 years or more. Um, leaving behind the lesser loser life. And I'm not saying that your life is a loser. But it, it even if you could get to the spot where you would say, you know, and here's, give me some latitude because what I know is this, is that so many people have a desire and a yearning for more. They just don't have the courage to take the steps to get there. And what do we do? We embrace the lesser loser life because we think this is all I have. And we look at someone else out there that has the courage and the audacity to get up and move beyond because they know, they know the power of potential. And so fear of disrupting our comfort, we settle into something that we know is less than we can actually accomplish. And we just become content with it. There will always be that desire, that yearning inside of you that would say, I wonder what would have happened. I wonder what if. I wonder what could have. One of the things that I am so grateful for is, honestly, my wife. She just has this adventurous yearning mentality that drives our family to press into some areas that I'm so thankful for at this spot. It, it, it stretched me and drove me beyond some of my comfort at the time, but I'm so thankful for that. And honestly, one of those areas is adoption and foster care. I distinctly remember the day uh, where Crystal and I, we were, um, this would have been back in 2011 or so. Um, we were watching a movie in this, in our first home that we had bought, this little tiny house that we lived in. It was a cute little house. In fact, I'm still mad that we sold it because it would have made a great rental property. But um, my son Austin had his his big bedroom right next door to us. And, and, um, and we were watching The Blind Side. Laying in, laying in our bedroom, watching this movie, watching The Blind Side. And at the end of that movie, both of us kind of looked at each other and said, we know what to do now. We know what to do. I mean, we were already having complications with having a, another child. And it was becoming kind of clear to us that maybe maybe a natural birth option wasn't going to be in again in our future other than the miracle of Austin that we had already had. And so we just acted quickly. We made a decision. Yeah, we're going to we're going to press into adoption and foster care. And within like a week, we had interviewed several different foster care agencies. We had started the path towards getting clearance and approved and um it was just that fast and it was because of the fact that my wife was like I'm not content with this. There is more. There God is calling us to something better and we're going to pursue, pursue it. Had we invested and drilled down into the idea of contentment, we would only have one child. But today we have a family of 7 and multiple dogs and chickens and all the things we even have a now a cat on our property. Um but it was all about asking a question, is there more? Because my potential, and for, for Crystal, it was my potential as a mom is not maximized in the condition that I'm in right now. And there's got to be another way. There are four beautiful lives in our family today because my wife said, I'm not content with my current trajectory, my current velocity. And both of us had come to this idea of like, you know what, foster care and adoption is the way that we're going to handle this, the way that it's going to manifest. It was a desire that was inside of her. And she said, I've got to find a way to give birth to this desire. And it came through foster care. And I, I tell you what, those were some of the toughest, most gut-wrenching moments of our lives. I, I, I never forget the day that we had to give up our first baby. When this baby had been in our home for six months 
and it was time for him to move on. Our theory has always been that we will love them until their parents can love them at the level that they need to be loved. And so it was this, this little boy had just made an emphatic mark on our lives and we got to love him. We got to cherish him. We got to hold him. We got to take care of him for the first six months of his life. And then he left our home and I watched my heart, my, my wife's heart just about walk out that door when uh, that little baby boy had to leave. But we knew, you know what, this is just a step in the process. And there would still be two girls that would come after that. And uh, three girls, actually, that came after that. We had another little baby girl that stayed with us for a little while. And she came back to our home multiple times. And we got to protect her and love her and cherish her. But it was all because my wife decided, you know what, I'm not content in the position and the condition of my life. And there has got to be more. So let me just kind of rehearse these questions with you one more time. Are you currently maximized in your potential? Because here's the thing. If you say no to that question and you continue in your lifestyle, you are actually, there's actually an element of sin that you're doing right here. Because in the word of God, it says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So if you know that there is more potential inside of you and you do not give way to express that, I do believe that's an element of sin. You owe it to your creator to say, you know what, God, in the position that I'm in right now, am I maximized in the potential that you have built into me? Because if I'm not, I want more. I want to experience more. I want to do more. I want to have more. I want to enjoy more. I want more. I'm going after it with everything I've got. Second question, are you receiving all that you can for your effort or is there better out there? Is someone going to take care of you better? Is someone going to treat you better? Is there a company out there that would just make it easier for you? That would appreciate what you bring to the table? Well, then you owe it to yourself to ask. Are you fully satisfied in your work? Do you have more to offer? More of the skill that you innately can command and control? More of, uh, for me, it was leadership. I have more leadership to offer, and so I have to explore it. Is there a desire in you that needs to be fulfilled somewhere else? I, I love this, and I, I really encourage you to get to get alone and you know grab a legal pad or your journal or your iPad or whatever that you have that you would take notes on, and just really press into answering some of those questions and get to a spot where you can reflect and chase down the importance of what's on the other side of that, and then just watch in amazing detail as you get some ideas that you can chase down and say, I think there's more here. I think there's potential there. I think there's an idea here. There's so much inside of you as a creative individual, creative human being that is uh, within your reach and you could do, and you have the potential for, and you have the ability to press into but because of our belief in contentment, we have told ourselves, that's not for me. No, it might be for you. In fact, it might be for the very thing, like, hello, let's go a little bit further biblical with this, Esther. For such a time as this, you have to be able to brave the uncertainty of the unknown and press into something that you alone are positioned to do. So I hope this is challenging and just captivating for you to be able to ask some tough questions and get some um, courageous answers 
to be able to manhandle and navigate through the trajectory of your life. This has been fun. Let me know how I can help you. Don't ever hesitate to let me know how I can encourage you, lift you up, and even work alongside of you. I would love to consider coaching with you as you become here to high performance. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.